And once we get that right, which is for me the most important thing, that they have, first of all, respect. The second one is commitment. The third one, passion. Those three ingredients are non-negotiable. Welcome into the Non-Negotiable Podcast. I'm Gavin, and I'm here tonight with Pascal. How are you doing, Pas? What's up, Gav? Good, mate. And Justin, how are you doing, Jazz? Hey, hey. So the big season preview parties here. We're going to uh, put our thoughts down on tape and on video, as it turns out today. Hi to everybody on YouTube. Um, and we're going to make fools of ourselves, and we're going to keep a spreadsheet, and we'll uh, come back at the end of the season and see who was least wrong so are we uh are we ready to pile in lads Let's do it. all right here we go so i'm going to start with you justin and we are going to start with the signing of the season okay signing of the season i'm going with uh jury and timber on this one um i know we spent more on rice we spent more on Havertz, um but i think this guy is going to be really quality and show it very consistently i think rice is gonna be great and havertz probably too you know but i think rice is gonna take a little time to learn that six and you know havertz is probably gonna be moved around a bit till we find out what's best for him but i think timber is gonna put a consistent shift anywhere we put him on the back line um i think his talent and quality has shown through dramatically in preseason and um yeah, I'm pretty convinced he's going to be an absolute stud. Uh, I've watched him a decent bit for Ajax and for the Dutch national team. And I mean, he just, you know, oozes quality from the back line. So yeah, uh, my signing of the season is Jerry and Timber. And Pascal, who you got? Sorry to sound um, as if I'm saying, well, I'm going to be more or less exactly what Justin said. Uh, Timber as well. I, I, to be honest, I, I thought that might be even when we bought him that he's going to be the signing of the season. I would just add to that. I think Rice is going to be really, really important for us. I think he's going to be uh, a lot more important than what is being portrayed at the moment. I think he's going to be crucial. But what I think Timber, why I would say perhaps he would be the signing is because of the price tag. The fact that he is also can play across every position in the back line potentially also in midfield doubt that will happen but he could do there so for that reason I would say he's going to be the signing of the season I am going to go with Declan Rice and I'm going to go with Declan Rice for a few reasons some of it will become clearer later on in the episode when we go through what we think is going to happen with the season Um, but I just think he's going to grow into a more and more important member of this side as we go along I think we've seen about 25% of what Declan Rice can be I think he's going to get better and better as the season goes on, better and better as the weeks go on. I just think he's going to grow leaps and bounds as a footballer. I think he's going to become more progressive. I think he's going to become braver on the ball. Um, and, you know, and we've got to remember that this year or this season, I should say, is an African nation season. So we're going to lose Thomas Party for a, a month, January, February mm-hmm. time. We know that Party can't play 90 minutes to a, a, a proper degree. We know that he can't play a full season. I think Rice planning a couple of different positions in the eight. I do expect he's going to move back towards the six as the season goes on and stay there. 
But I just think he's going to be absolutely key to everything we do. And I tell you something else with looking at the prices being quoted for people like Caicedo, McTominay. I mean, I'm now hearing that Man City are paying 100 million for Paqueta. To me, at the time, I said at the time I wasn't bothered about the about the fee, and I, I I wasn't bothered about the fee. But now it looks like a steal to me, an absolute steal. And I just I think he's going to be so important to everything we achieve this season in the next few years. So for me, it's Declan Rice. I do want to throw one thing in there. There's a chance it's David Raya <laughs> because if Ramsdale gets injured at any point, then the difference between having Raya and having Turner is going to be absolutely night and day. So there, there is a, if everything goes wrong, there is a chance it's David Raya. But for me, it's, for me, it's Declan Rice. So moving on to the next category, Justin, who do you have for top scorer? Uh, my top scorer, Gav, is uh, Bukayo Saka. Um, and look, I mean, I'm saying this mostly because, um, I think all our forward players are going to get a lot of goals. Um, But, you know, Saka seems to be kind of the most, like, set and forget. He's going to play the most minutes. And as of right now, and I know this is heavily debatable, but he's our, you know, penalty kick taker. But I think he's went from strength to strength. He scored a lot of goals last year. Um, He's definitely the most nailed-on player in the team. And uh, I expect his scoring to go up another level uh, this season. Yeah, I, I, I think I think Saka is going to be our top scorer. Okay, and Pass, who you got? I think you're going to have to ask me questions first because it looks like I'm just copying what Justin's saying because um, uh, <laughs> I'm saying Saka as hey, well. Um, it's all right, mate. I think I think Martinelli's will push him close. Um, so I think Martinelli's starting to get the hang of scoring as well. I can't see Jesus uh, just purely because it just doesn't not an out and out goal scorer I think it's going to be Saka I just think he's the most potent threat um I did like the fact that Odegaard got a lot more goals under his belt last season so he could also push him um but and you never know with Harvard's potentially but I, I I just have to go by what I've been seeing over the last few years and it's really Saka for me that speaks out the most consistent and if he's also a penalty taker even more so uh yeah gotta go with Justin on that one Saka well, I think we've got a clean sweep. And I don't think nice. it's gonna yeah, I don't think it's gonna surprise anyone because everyone knows what I think of Saka and his goal scoring. I I you know, I think if he doesn't have penalties, which I expect that he won't have penalties, I still expect twenty goals from him this season, even without the penalties. It might you know, I've said all along I think he's a thirty goal a season player, and I'm talking league goals here. I think he's a thirty goal a season player at some point. I don't know he can get there without penalties. You think we get I mean, averages probably say five Penalties a season, five, maybe six. Um, so I think that might stop him from getting right up there. But I definitely think it will be in the 20s this year. I think he's he's got better every year. His goals of his goal tally has improved every year. And I expect a I expect a huge jump from him this year, actually, not just a little jump. I think it's gonna be a massive jump. Um he scores all types of goals, doesn't he? He scores with both feet. He scores tap-ins at the far post. He rifles them into the top corner. He can turn and cut inside on his left foot and, and swing it into the bottom corner. He just he does everything. I mean, he's he, he can even he can even head the ball. So there's there's really nothing he can't do. 
So I again, I expect it to be Saka. I agree with you, Paz, that I think Martinelli will will push him close. I think the problem with Jesus is that I just don't think he's going to play enough. Like he's, you know, he's already out. He's going to miss the first probably four games. I would guess he's going to miss. Um, and you know, with Man City, he was never he never played all the time. So all of a sudden, you've got all this new pressure on his body. And he just doesn't look to be holding up that great. So I, I just don't think Jesus is going to play enough. That's that's for me why it's uh, Bukayo Saka. Um, just hopefully we get some different answers on this one. But uh, who have you got for most assists this season? All right, uh, I I maybe we won't. Um, but I have I have Trossard. Um, I think his impact uh, after signing in January was was just bonkers um what do you have nine assists i believe in the second half of the season 10 um 10 sorry um i fully expect another high impact season from him um and i even think he'll earn a few more starts than he did at the end of last season so yeah i'm going i'm going trossard you got pass what was this uh most improved most, most assists, assists. Oh, most assists. Um, I, I'm going to go Odegaard on this one. I think Odegaard is um, unlocking those passes like there's no tomorrow. But, you know, there, there could be, for example, the um, Harvard's chance where he did that beautiful pass to Saka. He could be actually the assist before the assist as well. But I do see him really becoming more and more influential for our team. So uh, as to not pick Saka again, who I think also gets an awful lot of assists, I'm going to go with Odegaard. And I'm with you. I think it's going to be Odegaard as well. Uh, I don't know if you guys can hear that thunderous storming like crazy here. Um, but they, um, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be, it's definitely going to be Odegaard. He's just the fulcrum of everything this, this team does. Um, I would like to go somewhere different. I would like to say Kai Havertz, but the fact is that Havertz just doesn't get many assists. Like if you look back through his career, he's not an he's not an assist guy. Mm. Um, and I think Erdegaard, I, I think Erdegaard has got the capability to go to another level again. And when you look at what he did last year with fifteen goals and ten assists, that is some level that <laughs> that I think he can possibly go to. But I think it will be. I think it will be Erdegaard. I think the the two wide men are going to be the main source of goals again, and it's Erdegaard playing them through balls that are gonna that are gonna push us there basically. So, Jazz, who have you got for the most improved player this season? Um, if you've been listening to us for a while, I don't think it's any surprise. Uh, my most improved player is Emil Smith Rowe. Um. I mean, let's be honest, he he barely featured last season, mostly because of injury. But then once he was fit, he didn't really feature a lot either. And I think it's because he was just, you know, below spec for the rest of the, the, rest of the team. Um, I think the surgery to fix the injury that was bothering him since his Leipzig, his Leipzig loan is fixed now. And I expect him to put in more performances when he saved us, you know, in that Chelsea Boxing Day game. I think we're going to see a lot more from Emil Smith-Rowe. And I think uh, what it's going to come down to is more, you know, being picked. But I think once he kind of makes his impact, he's probably going to be picked a lot. That's a really good shout by Justin. Um, But I'm going to... 
I know this sounds a bit weird because I think he's he's a superb goalkeeper, but I'm going to say Aaron Ramsdale because I think he's going to up it a notch now that we have Raya there. Um, I think we're going to see he's the type of character we already told uh, spoke about that will not be inhibited by this signing at all. I think he's going to raise it. Um, I think we're having a year older as a goalkeeper. He's still really young, but he's got that year experience. Um, I think we're going to see an even better season from Aaron Ramsdale. And I'm going to shock everybody here, and I'm going to go with Fabio Fiorentino. <laughs> I'm not going to shock everyone that much. <laughs> Jesus, I don't want everyone to die. Um, I'm going to go Fabio Vieira. Um, oh. I think, I think okay. part of the reason. Mm. I think part of the reason is I think that's, that's a, a shot. Yeah, but I think he's going to get a lot of minutes. I am not as convinced as Justin that Emil Smith Rowe is going to get big minutes. And let's be fair, this is quite a high bar that we're going from because who can you say in our team needs to improve from last year? Like, if you were to look at that starting 11, there's no one in the starting 11 you're saying he could get better, unless you were talking about um, Zinchenko's injury problems. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no one mm. who needs to take a massive step forward. So it's got to be one of the fringe guys. Mm. I don't think Reese Nelson's going to get barely any minutes at all, especially now he's missed pre-season. I think Reese is going to be lucky to see 300 minutes in the Premier League. I yeah. don't think Emil Smith-Rowe is going to play that much. Um, I think Fabio Vieira is going to be the first man up in a couple of different positions. I think he's had a decent preseason, actually. The one penalty against Man United that landed somewhere in my garden um, aside, I think he's I think he's had a pretty good preseason. He strikes a ball well. He looks like he's maybe settling into it. We've all still got the worry about him being weak, but the move to the right side of the pitch is going to benefit him massively. I don't think he looks good in that left eight role. I don't think he can play on the left wing. I think on the right wing and in Erdegaard's position, although he didn't shine there last year, but I think that's where he's got his best shot of making an impact. So for me, it's going to be Fabio Vieira in what I think is a very, very small race because I think you take the new signings and the first 11 out of it, you've really only got three or four players to pick from. So yeah. for me, it's, it's Fabio mm-hmm. Vieira. Yeah. Yeah. So who have we got for player of the season, Jess? Uh This one was actually pretty easy for me. I think it's going to be William Saliba, uh, pretty much hands down. Um, I think he'll go from strength to strength. We saw how much he was missed when he went down with injury. Um, I think he's just going to continue to be like an absolute boss and 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 be the stalwart of the defense. I mean... You know, I I, th- I think he's an incredible player for his age, but also just a, a center back in general. And I, I, I think he's going to show it and be our most important player. Pass. I think that's a really, a really good one, Justin, actually, on, on Saliba. Um, I'm going to, I'm torn. I know I, I really, I want to try and go left field, but. For me, it's between Odegaard and Saka. So um, I'm going to opt for Saka this time because I think he's... I think Odegaard won it last year, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he win by the year? Yeah, so I think Saka is going to raise it that one bit more. Um, I think we're going to see uh, a more developed Saka, a more assertive Saka. Not that he's got problems at the moment, but even better because his ceiling, he still hasn't reached it yet. Um, so I'm going to go with Odegaard's assistance, but Saka player of the season. So it's funny, just because I've been thinking about this for the last couple of days and 
Saliba was definitely really high on yeah. my, my list. Um, and again, to just to tease it, later on in the second half, you're going to find out why it's not Saliba. Um, okay. But there there is a circumstance where I do believe that Saliba is not only Arsenal player of the year, but the Premier League player of the year. I just don't think that's what's going to happen. Um, I think Saka and Erdegaard, like you said, Pass, are really, really close. I'm going to go with Erdegaard, and I think Erdegaard is going to play his way into the Ballon d'Or conversation this year. Mm. Uh, I I just think he's going to absolutely go through the through the roof this year. I think he's going to be fantastic. He, you know, he's the mm. he's the tempo setter, he's the fulcrum of the team. He's he's the absolute key. Like you've you've seen, you see how we look when he's not on the field. We saw yeah. that Monaco game where we were awful because. Erdegaard isn't there, even though no one coming in had a particularly bad game. They had a bit anonymous games, not bad games. But without Erdegaard, this team just doesn't work. And I just, I think he's got gears and gears and gears left to go. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see something really, really special from Martin Erdegaard this year. So for me, player of the seasons. Can't uh, argue with that. Yeah, it's a good shout. Yeah. So, twelfth man of the year, who's gonna be, uh, who's gonna basically make the biggest impact coming off the bench? I have a feeling this might be another <laughs> clean sweep. I don't think anybody's picking Eddie and Ketya, um, but Juz, you go first. Twelfth man of the year. I mean, you you guys want to do it all at once? Three, two, <laughs> one. Leandro oh, Trossard. reasons though. Yeah, I, I think it's um I think it's kind of obvious. I mean, he's going to be uh probably the most like I imagine he gets subbed in in every game he doesn't start. Um I imagine his goals and assist numbers are going to be outstanding. I think his versatility is huge. Um I don't even think there's any way to really argue with this opinion, you know? Um, I mean, he is our most valuable 12th man um, substitute, and uh, I think that'll continue. Yep. And pass? Um, well, it definitely won't be VAR, and it definitely won't be the referee, so... Uh, <laughs> um, I'm just giving Trossard as well. I mean, I'd love to say Emil Smith-Rowe or Fabio Vieira, but I'd be lying. They're just shot shot in the dark, I think. I think yeah. Trossard, I think we can see, is going to have the most impact for us. Yeah, I think that's absolutely unquestionable. I don't think he's going to start many games. Um, no. I, I would put his starts probably under 10 in the Premier League, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I just think he makes such an impact when he comes off the bench. And he can come on in any situation. He can come on when you're chasing a game and change it for you. And he can come on in that in the midfield or up front, you know, where he's just hanging around making things happen. He can come on when you're 1-0 up and you're trying to see a game out and it's that mm. death by 400,000 passes that Mikel talks about. He can come on and do that and just keep the ball. So I just think he can do he can do everything. And and I agree with you. I, I can see him appearing in every single game um, yeah. for like 30 minutes, 25 minutes at a time. And I think his goal and assist numbers per minute is going to be up there with anybody said before he came in last year in January, he spent a lot of time coming off the bench and he had 10 assists, even, even coming off the bench in half a season, he had 10 assists. So I can definitely see, I mean, I can see a world where maybe Smith Rowe gets some momentum going early and 
starts to really come into that into that role as an impact sub because we've seen him do it before. But I just think you can't back against Trossard for that. It's nah. it's got to be it's got to be Trossard. I actually have in my notes honorable mention to Smith Rowe, but I, I definitely think it's going to be Trossard. <laughs> it's definitely going to be Trossard. You've, you've, you've got that. You've got that tattooed, haven't you? Honorable mention Smith Rowe. Well, it, it's on honorable mention to Smith Rowe is on every category. To be <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. You've probably got that on every. Hey, <laughs> you should get hey. it penciled on the wall. You know, like like women like to have live, laugh, love on the wall. You you should get that mm-hmm. on the wall stenciled oh, on. I- you just you can't see it. Yeah, it's it's just right over here. Oh, it's just yeah. you need to move the camera around. For <laughs> no, but I like it. player. You know, of course, he's not a great player because I like him. You know, yeah, no, I I get it. He, he He'll end and I am hoping you know. he gets. Uh, I am hoping he gets more of a chance this year. I, I really am. I just I, I do. I just worry for his. I just worry for the minutes he can I, get. I do too. I mean, yeah. this, this is a tough team to break into, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've got. It's, I know, you know, we all keep saying and everybody keeps saying rotation, we've got to get used to this, but so far Arteta hasn't shown us he's a manager that wants to rotate. He, he likes yeah. to set 11 and he yeah. likes to bring the same subs on. No, but I also think fan memory is short. Like, I mean, we, we can't remember, or like we can't forget, I should say, um, you know, him coming in and, and, and basically saving the season when he was added to 10 against Chelsea. But that was a long time ago, you know? Mm-hmm. But I do think people forget that in that he was for a while a more important player than than Saka, I think, at the time for, I don't know, three months or so. Um, no? Well, I mean, Saka was kind of <laughs> playing left back, wasn't he? And then he was... Yeah, he was. He wing was and yeah. we really hadn't settled up. That was before we yeah. changed format. I mean, he came in, it was almost a 4-2-3-1 at that point. It was way before we changed the... Uh, change the yeah. formation around and stuff. Yeah. You, I mean, you're not wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, just, it wasn't this Bukayo Saka. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Of course it was just radio silence. So I, I needed, uh, <laughs> <laughs> once you start on Emil Smith row, me and Pash just sit back and, and let you go. Okay. Well, I'll continue then. <clears throat> no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm ready for the next one. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> the next one is, do we make David Ryan's deal permanent at the end of the year? So he's joining on a 3 million loan with a 27 million buy option, which is a lot of money for a goalkeeper. Um, Juz, do we make it permanent at the end of the year? All right, Gav, I'm going to be delicate with this one because I know Ramsdale is a fan favorite and I, I love, I love Ramsdale as well. Okay. So nothing I say is, um, taking anything away from Ramsdale, okay? Um, I think the deal is very smart, for one. Uh, You know, having the option to buy. I think Raya is a little statistically better than Ramsdale in a lot of categories. Uh, Passing, playing out from the back. Uh, I think his save percentage is higher. he was one of the top goalkeepers in the Premier League last year uh, in a lot of, you know, key stats for goalkeepers. I think that, um, look, I, I just, I don't want to lose Ramsdale. 
you know, the, like that's kind of what it comes down to. I think that um, if Raya performs really well and we decide to buy him permanently, I think twenty-seven million is that that's a, a good price. He's a little more experienced than Ramsdale. I think he is slightly better than Ramsdale, but I mean, I do love Ramsdale, and if it meant Ramsdale was leaving the club. I just don't know. I don't know how I'd feel about that. I don't think I'd feel good about it. Um, so even though I think Raya does make us slightly better if it met Ramsdale was leaving. Um, no, I don't think so. So you don't think so? Not, not what do you want? Do you think we're going to make it permanent? Oh, do, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I do think we'll probably make it permanent. But I, I, if it means Ramsdale leaves, I don't want it. Yeah. Pass. Okay, so to make it clear, it's just clearly what we're thinking will happen rather just do than what you, we're Just hoping. do you think? So I, I think I think they will. That's what I think, okay? It's not what I want because I want Ramsdale. I, I like Ramsdale. But I think what's going to happen is um, I feel he's going to make his way into the first team at some point. And by that, they then pay the money. If he does not, of course, they're not going to... I don't think they're going to go ahead and pay $27 million for a back. I don't think he'd want to stay um, if he's going to be a backup keeper. So I, I just... Unfortunately, I have this feeling, not that I have any disrespect to Raya, but I, I've got a just a, a hunch that he will make his way as the first team keeper at some point, and therefore they will pay. Yeah. So I'm going to say no on this. and. I think this. I think the way this deal is structured. I think we don't know why this deal is structured this way. That's the that's the bit for me. I've I've read some reports that it is purely structured this way, not because we want to try before we buy, but it's structured this way because we're having some issues with FFP, and mm. we basically cannot weigh the money out this summer for him unless we sell some more players, and we haven't really sold anybody yet, not for any serious money. So from what I've heard is this deal will become permanent next summer and we will pay the money for him. This is just a way, the extra year at Brentford and then this clause is basically we've got a gentleman's agreement that we will buy him next summer. I don't know if that's true or not, but that is what I've heard. I am going to say that that isn't the case or rather that's not the case. Rather, we won't actually do this deal. I do want to caveat that there are things that could change that. If Ramsdale gets injured and Raya comes in, that's a different story. But I can, I've can i been thinking about this and I can see a world where we do split the cups and the league up. And like, like let's be honest, we have to have a look at Raya, right? Like we, we can't do a deal like this and then have him not play. I don't think they're going to split Premier League games. I think one is going to be the Premier League goalkeeper. But it wouldn't surprise me if Ramsdale is the Premier League goalkeeper and Raya plays in the cups. Um, it's not a split that I like, but it wouldn't surprise me. But I think what at the, when you get to the end of the year, we said that this could only be a one-year thing, right? I don't think you were going to be able to move Aaron Ramsdale on 110 grand a week. I just, I just don't see where you're going to move him to. So I think Ramsdale is going to be staying. And I think if Ramsdale stays, to me, it doesn't make sense to make the Raya move permanent. So any thoughts, any further thoughts on that, Judge? You looked a bit quizzed about the uh, structural deal when I was saying about the FFP? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I am. I, I didn't. So to, to be fair, I'm, I'm, I'm moving right now. 
so I have actually spent very little time online today. So I, I've not seen that yet, but I, I would be kind of surprised we were in any FFP. Um, well, we, we, we are close because we've spent big for the last three years. We've brought absolutely oh, yeah. nothing in. Our commercial income has been lower than everyone else's for years. So we are close to the line. Like that, that is a fact. We are close to the line on FFP. And I think that the thing with this, I think if we could sell, let's say we sold Balogun, Tierney and Holding tomorrow, then it would probably change things. We would probably be able to bring him in with no problem. But without the outgoings, and so far we've only seen Turner and Trusty. Like we've got no money in from anywhere else. Well, and I guess I think we got a couple of million in for the Patino loan to Swansea, maybe. Um, but yeah, we haven't really bought anything, brought anything in. So that's the that's the reason I'm I'm hearing is that we just haven't had the outgoings to bring more incomings. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess you know that makes sense. It just, it, yeah. I don't know. I I probably like a lot of other fans think the the stinginess throughout the years probably uh you know gave us you know it's it's only on a, it's only on a rolling three year basis I believe FFP five isn't so, it is it five is it? well even if it's five oh. you think about it five years ago that was the summer of Pepe right or was that the summer before Pepe what, I think it was the summer is, before but yeah, yeah whatever it right. is yeah. we've been spending money since then yeah and you're had right. nothing coming in because we ain't sold anybody. Yeah, we've not had a good sale, minus a Wobi, I think. Oh, we'll love. But, I mean, those still aren't great greets. I mean, they're great for us, but they're not. You know, go ahead. Yeah, we've got, you know, we need to get them sales in to to make it work. So, anyway, so I'm going to go no on the Raya deal. I just think that when when push comes to shove at the end of the season, I think decisions are going to have to be made. And I just don't think that carrying two goalkeepers like this is sustainable. I think it's an absolutely fantastic move for this season, though. Right. Real quick, I, I was just curious, uh, your guys' opinion, if we can only keep one, I mean, regardless of what's happening this season, where it seems like we're signing Raya uh, on a loan, would you prefer to move forward with Raya or Ramsdale? Ramsdale. Pasc- Ramsdale. That doesn't, yeah. that doesn't mean we're right, though. Like like we said on we said last week, we, we went through this with Lukic and Seaman. And if you'd have asked me at the end of eighty nine ninety if I wanted Lukic or Seaman, I would have chosen Lukic and I would have been dead wrong. Would, yeah. would you did you I, I actually always want I was really happy when we got Seaman. No, I was furious. Uh, personally, I, I I thought John Lukic was good, but I didn't think he was I thought Seaman was was a really, really good keeper. Because that QPR, he was outstanding, I remember, when we got him. But yeah. on, having that said, I think Ramsdale still has areas to improve. But I think on his day, can be absolutely outstanding, as we saw against Liverpool, because I thought he was sensational in that game. And I, I, I do feel there's more in him. There's also more years left in him, which means more development. Um, and I just think he's a great character to have around. I, 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 I like Raya, but... If I had to choose between the two right now, were you saying if he performs or were you saying right now? Justin? Well, I mean, uh, uh, you know, ideally it'd be if he performs. But I'm saying if you had to make the decision right now, because we don't know how I will perform for our story. Right now, I'd say Ramsdale for me, but yeah. Um... I do think Raya's the better keeper overall if you mm. compare them. And, and stats kind of show that. Um, and I, I think, you know, I mean, we have a, a, a more solid defensive unit in front of Ramsdale than Raya has. 
Well, I, I guess even you can argue that. So I, I don't. I like Ramsdale personally. I, I, I love the guy, and um, maybe it's a little too like personal, but um, yeah, I'd prefer to keep Ramsdale as well if mm. it's, you know. All right, so we're going to do a little quick fire round, lads. I'm going to uh, ask you some questions, and we just go straight out of it. So, Juz, how many goals is Bakayo Saka going to get? Premier League only. 21. Pass. Twenty-four. Oh, that's, that's high. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna split the difference a little bit and go twenty-two. Um, how many goals for Martinelli? Pass. Seventeen. Just seventeen was thinking the same. Sixteen. How many goals? For Martin Odegaard. Pass. Fifteen. Jazz? Sixteen. I'm gonna go fifteen. I think it might be a little bit down, but he's I think he's gonna I think he's gonna have penalties. Um the big That's one. Good. How many goals for Kai Havertz? Pass. Twelve. Oh ho, 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 ho. Jazz? Nine, and I'm the low man on this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seven on this. Ooh, and uh, how nine. many? How many goals for uh, Leo Trossard? Pass. Eleven. Just four. Wow. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seven again. Actually, I just don't think that. I just. I don't think. I think he's. He's gonna be more of the creator, and Me I too. just don't yeah. think he's gonna get enough minutes to really. To really slam that amount of yeah, that goals. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to score a lot, but he'll create a ton. Yeah, I've no doubt. So, how many goals for uh, how many goals for Eddie? Pass. Five. Just six. Two. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm over here like, please six, <laughs> please. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get that last season though did he? he got more than that he got five i think he got five yeah. but jesus I, I, had a, a huge jesus was injured and he had yeah. to play like i just well, don't think yeah gonna, that's true don't think he's yeah. gonna play and this is part. only premier league right yeah yeah, yeah just, only just premier. premier league yeah only premier. um how many starts for declan rice pass i'd say I'd say thirty-six. Just thirty-five. Yeah, I'll go thirty-five as well. How many starts for Thomas Partey? Pass. Is this just just us, Premier, just Premier League Premier. starts? Just not, no, not if he's. Oh, okay, he's injured. No, you got to factor in his injuries. Yeah, I'd and, say and starts Akron. for Partey. Uh, true. Fifteen. Just twenty-two. I'm going to go nineteen with that one. I think. Uh, how many starts for Jury and Timber? Ooh, that's, that's a tough one. I'm going to say more than party. I would say twenty-eight. Just twenty-nine. Wow, you two have gone high. 
Uh, I'm going to go with 19. I'm going to go with him starting half the games, which leads to the obvious question, how many starts for Oleg Zinchenko has? Um, I'm going to say 22. Giles? 25. Yeah, I'm going to go 26. I think it's basically going to be every game that he's fit for. I just think he's probably going to Gonna miss a few. All right, and the the last one of these, how many starts for Aaron Ramsdale in the Premier League? Oh. Jazz. Oh, me first. Um yeah, starts off. I like to mix it up. This isn't what I want. Okay. <laughs> it's not what I want. I'm gonna give him twelve. Pass. Well, starts in the Premier League. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think Raya's going to take a spot. Okay, okay, so that makes a difference. Yeah, I'm going to give him thirty. I'm going to go thirty-five. I, I think it's a competition that he wins, and I, I think this is. I think the Premier League's his competition. I think. I do think Raya's going to play a lot. I think he's going to play a lot in the cups. And like I said, I think he he has to because we've got to, we've got to see what we've got with him, basically. Hey. Hey mate, I I hope you're right. Honestly, I'm like I'm pulling for Ramsdale. I just I just think Ryan is gonna he's gonna nick him with the, with the the history with Kanya and um, Arteta wanting him for for years now. I I think he'll nick him, but I I I'm I'm pulling for Ramsdale. Honestly. All right, guys. Well, that's the uh, play a bit out of the way. We'll come back and do our team predictions in the second half. You all uh, ready for that? Ready. All right. Yes. See you after the break. Hey guys, just a couple of quick halftime messages for you. Firstly, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. It really helps us reach a wider audience, particularly on Apple Podcasts. Secondly, we're on all the social media platforms as The NN Pod. We're really trying to build a strong Guna community. So next time you're on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, look us up, give us a like or a follow, send us a message, interact with other listeners, or, or just have a look around. Thanks for listening from myself, Paz and Jazz. We really appreciate it. Welcome back into the Non-Negotiables podcast. This is part two. So we're going to go over the more team-related predictions now. We did the players in the first half. Um, So let's start with uh, a more general one. Jazz, who will be the first manager sacked this season? Uh, allow me to look at my notes, Gaff. Um, I have, um, this one was pretty tough for me. And I, you know, obviously I don't want to go with, you know, anything super obvious. So I'm going with, uh, David Moyes. Oh, God. (laughs) You did too? Ah, damn. Sorry, Paz. Anyways, (laughs) let me give you my reasons and see if Paz's reasons are better. (laughs) Go, on, go for it. Um, I think that um, you know, he won a European trophy last year, which was you know, I mean, uh, great, and I think it was great for West Ham. But it was a uh, you know, this newly created, uh, obviously third tier European trophy. Um, I'm sure it was massive for West Ham, but I don't think it's you know, gaining David Moyes that much. 
when he's finishing where he did in the Prem last season. He was already kind of under fire. I think he lost Rice, and now City are looking at uh, Paqueta in like some kind of crazy 95 million move or something, if, if I've read what I've read correctly. And I just, uh, yeah, I think if, w- without Rice already, I think they're much weaker. But if they lose Rice and Paqueta, I think they're, frankly, a bit fucked. So uh, David Moyes is my choice of first manager sacked. Pass. So my instinctive choice was David Moyes, um, but I'll, I'll put another one in there. Moyes, um, I, I think one is when they sell Pakatar, which most likely they will, he's going to then, you could see the options he's bringing in. Maguire, Meathead McTominay. I mean, he's just going to go for, hopefully he'll put a massive bid for Tierney. He'll go for like ex, you know, Scottish players or, you know, ones that are you know, just really below the standard of the ones that he's selling because he's just that type of manager. But I'm going to put in Roy Hodgson as the other one because Palace haven't really done anything. What have that's they done? Bit, that's a bit mean. He's everyone's favourite uncle. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he did excellent um, in terms of keeping them away from the relegation. So, But he's, I don't think he's a, a manager... I think when you look at what they've done in the season, they haven't really... Elise is probably going to go on this ridiculous release clause that they've got. He's injured anyway. Zaha's gone, obviously. I know you're not a big fan, but he did produce for them in some respects. Um, I th- they've got Eze, who I think is outstanding, but uh, no strike force. I-, I think it could be uh, Roy Hodgson. That's interesting. That's um, a good one too. Yeah, it, it yeah. is. And, you know, and, and Hodgson, he did a good job when he came in for Vieira, but it's also notable that, that they changed Vieira out for Hodgson just as their fixtures changed. Right? Yeah. Like, like literally they'd played everybody. Was, was, did, did Vieira get United? I can't remember, but it was, it was just as their fixtures changed. So Hodgson he did actually, in, I think. And immediately. At home. Yeah, at least yeah, they scored, I remember. Yeah, the free kick in the last minute. Yeah. They, you know, they changed managers and then Hodgson immediately came in and had like seven or eight winnable games in a yeah. row. And yeah. they, they started yeah. winning again. So, I, you know, I think there's something in that, that, that you know, if they if it starts to go badly, they're probably not hugely invested in him. Um, and to the David Moyes point, Jazz, the other thing that um, the other thing that makes me think you, you could be right there, they appointed a new sporting director in the summer who's a mm. German wunderkind. And apparently Moyes and him are loggerheads, right? Because apparently this guy wants to this guy wants to go out and sign all these European players and younger players, and Moyes is saying, Mm -hmm. No, I want James Ward Prowse. So there's apparently a real fight going on there. Um the Mm -hmm. one of their ITKs on Twitter said that if they'd have lost that conference league final, Moyes would have been sacked immediately after that. I don't see that it's a good decision to keep someone on on the basis of what happened in one game. Moyes yeah. is also out of contract next summer. I think it's a bad idea to go in to a season with a manager with one year left on his contract. And give yep. him the money. Give him the money. No, give him the money. Yep. Well. Well, and, and that's what don't make any sense. You've appointed a sporting director, forced him to keep the old manager, and now Moyes has got veto on signings. So, yeah. you know, you know, I was speaking to Bernard Whammer this afternoon and he was really, he, they're, they're really, dis- I mean, you know, they're always disgruntled, but they're really disgruntled at the minute. Well, and they, they want rid of, they want rid of Moyes. Well, let's have him on. Bonus episode. 
Okay, we'll get him on. We'll get him on at some point. Maybe we'll get him on before before we play him this year. We'll 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 grab Bernard Wamba. I guess, I guess that's kind of rude. Yeah, he loves yeah. to talk, so he'll, he'll be he'll be fine. <laughs> um, yeah, but he, you know, they they're all they're all pissed with their with their summer dealings for sure. And like you said, Paqueta goes. I, I just don't. I mean, everything. The thing is, they could be worse when Moyes goes right because they are building a squad for David Moyes. They're bringing in Ward Prowse to take corners. They're bringing in Harry Maguire to head them in. They're they're all low block defenders so yeah they're going to get rid of him bring in a new man and it's almost certain he's going to go right because he's got a year left and they've shown no interest in extending him so he's going to go at the end of the season at, at the very at the very latest so why wouldn't you replace him now rather than let him bring these players in who's not going to suit the next man it's a it's a bizarre summer there and I'm just yeah. glad we got Declan Rice out of there so he don't have to go for it yeah <laughs> so I think, I, no, I think you're right yeah I I'm going to go with uh, a different one. Moyes, Moyes actually would have been mine too, but I'm going to go with a different one. And I'm going to go with someone who I don't think is going to last very long. And that's Marco Silva at Fulham. Um, I think Fulham are going to, going to seriously struggle this year. I think they're going to be very, very bad. Marco Silva doesn't seem to hang around anywhere very long. Um, I don't know if it's sacked or he's going to get mutually consented. Um, but one way or another, I don't see Marco Silva lasting very long there. I think if they have a bad start, they're going to panic. Um, I think there's, I think there's a chance that Thomas Frank leaves Brentford pretty early too, um, but I think that might be of his own doing. I wouldn't be surprised if, if for example, if West Ham get rid of Moyes, they could do worse than look at Thomas Frank. So yeah. I, I can see something like that happening. And for a bonus one for you, I think one of Pochettino or Fat Ange, the uh, Spurs manager, I think one of them is going to get a chop this season. I don't think both of them are in charge at the start of next summer. Do you think so? Because I, I... No, I do. I do. Maybe not both, but one of them. I think one right. of them. I can see this Chelsea thing. Possible, I, can see, yeah. well, I can see this Chelsea thing going really badly, right? Mm-hmm. Because what they've tried to do is they've tried to be, they've tried to basically be Brighton. And the problem is that Chelsea fans don't want to be Brighton. So they're bringing in all these players that might or might not be good. We don't know if they're going to be good or not. But they're still being charged Chelsea prices, not Brighton prices. So where Brighton can go and buy uh, go and buy Alexis McAllister, say for eight million, Chelsea get charged thirty five million for them players because they're Chelsea. So they're taking all these punts on big money. Most of them ain't going to work out. So I can see a, I can see a world where it goes really badly wrong for Chelsea, and and I think Pochettino would be. Uh, I think he he could be out the door by the end of the season. Their, their fans too are are really high on players that have very little proven history like i mean nico jackson could be a a you know a great signing but, but the odds are he won't be like, right yeah some exactly. of these yeah. signings are gonna work right one or two of them will hit yep most of them won't work because that's how these things work if you look at yeah. the, if you look at the brighton ones i mean okay brighton have got some that have worked out and they've worked out spectacularly but they also bought players like undav who you know haven't worked out, but the difference is when Brighton do it, Brighton will bring in eight players. They pay between five and fifteen million for them all. They're not under pressure like you are at Chelsea. And the nope. ones that don't work, that's fine. You loan them out, you get rid of them, you move on. The ones that do, they sell on for a massive profit. That's not nope. what Chelsea are about. So nope. I think Chelsea have taken a massive risk here, and I can see Pochettino being the full guy for it. Yeah, I could see it too. Yeah. Yeah, so I think one of them, and and Spurs on the other end as well. We we were just talking about it. Looks like they're going to lose Harry Kane, right? So he's looks like it. 
Yeah, so he's apparently going to Bayern Just. You said he was on his way? Yeah, um, I will. Uh, I think I summed the quote up. Uh, this is Fabrizio Romano's quote uh, more than eight minutes ago now. Um, but uh, maybe 15 minutes ago, Harry Kane is given permission to travel to complete medical tests ahead of Bayern move. Bayern move. So, so if they if they lose if they lose Kane, you know I've seen a lot of people. So obviously it's it's, it's FPL season, right? So everyone's doing their FPL teams, and I've seen a lot of people say, "Well, well, if Kane goes, then Richarlison's a bargain." Why? He's still Richarlison. He's not gonna he's not gonna just swallow Kane's powers. Like I, I I don't get what people are thinking. So with Kane gone, it could go horribly wrong there as well. And they've got a manager that's not going to be on huge money. It's not going to be difficult to sack the ex Celtic manager. So I can see I can see him going as well. I mean, Ricardo is Brazil's number nine, starting number nine. He is, which is probably why their manager got the sack. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, Paz could probably speak more to that than I can, but. Um, I think depending on if they switch the system up well enough, I think Ricardison could be a damn fine starting number nine if they have been enough support. And, and when if you they play in League One, I think if they play in League One, Richarlison would fit in perfectly. He's he, he, uh, Justin. He's he's not. I, I I didn't even think he was that great in the World Cup. I know he scored that that goal, which everyone talks about. But after that. I mean, you know, Look, if South you Korea, want, if you want four goals a season, Richarlison, he, he doesn't man. score enough. I mean, if you if you're talking no, about, I agree, I agree, hundred percent. If he's a replacement for Kane, then they've downgraded immensely. Oh, they're in they're in um, serious trouble. If he's the replacement yeah. for Kane, they are in serious trouble. No. Because Kane really is a number 10 and a number 9. That's how mm-hmm. important he is. Well, look, look, we had this debate yesterday, Pass, right, where you, you said you thought Tottenham should sell him. And I think it's madness for them to sell him. I, if I was them, I would cling on for the year and hope he signed a new deal. I, and I if think... he goes, he goes. But this, they are never going to be able to replace him. I, I, I think I'm with Paz. My argument, my argument on that is, look, I, I'm only looking at this objectively because as an Arsenal fan, I don't care what they do. But I can only say... If you're with Kane, what difference? Yes, you get extra goals. But where were they last season? That was with Kane. So you're still going to be a mid-table crap team. So you might as well cash in, get your 100 million for a one guy with one year left who's going to go for free next season. Where is he going to elevate them this season? They're going to be worse than last season. That's a fact. They were terrible last season. They're going to be even worse this season. So with or without Kane, they're shit. You might as well cash in. Let him go. One year left. You're not going to ever get a better deal than that. In fact, you're definitely not because next year he goes for free. That's why I think it it makes sense for them as a team. But um, that's I, I just don't see. I know Kane's a difference, but he's a difference to a Bayern to make them more Champions League contenders than making them top four for Spurs because they weren't in nowhere near it last season. And yeah. that's with it. I'm I'm with I'm with Paz. I think they sell him for a hundred mil, or you know, I mean, ninety six mil pounds, whatever. <laughs> um, they um they can buy two or a really good defender and a really good midfielder or something like that with that money. But they won't. But they won't. They'll buy Davinson Sanchez and Paulinho. They, 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 you're laughing. They're screwed for strikers. That's what they're going to do. That I mean, is no, they're screwed for strikers. They're screwed for strikers. They're screwed for strikers. Yeah, the market yeah. is dead, right? Yeah, yeah I agree. Hoyland, where his name is, yeah. went for 70. 
I, I guess like where Gav is coming from, and I think this is where he's coming from. Gav, correct me mm. if I'm wrong, but um, there's just not a lot of A-list players that want to go to Spurs, especially there's after not. they lose King. There's not. Look, they ain't, they ain't winning the league, right? They're not no. going to win anything with or without Kane. That is true. But with Kane, at least they've always got that little glimmer of hope. They've got a guy who could challenge to be the Premier League's top all-time scorer. They've got something to shout about. You might as well keep that rather than sell it. They've got that big fancy stadium that sells out for concerts, don't sell out for football matches already. What are they going to do now without him? But Gav, what about next season? Next season, if you think about it, he goes for free. They're just going to be equally as shit. Or what if he goes to United Chelsea? Or goes to United Chelsea? United have just signed Hoyland. Chelsea have signed a million players. If I was, I'm telling you now, if I was Spurs, I would turn this bid down and I would spend the next year sending him flowers, chocolates, and I'm guessing he probably eats that baby food, you know, the little mushy stuff. Send him cases of that to his house and try and get him to sign a new deal. That's that's all I'm saying. I would because they haven't got much going for him as a club, have they? Let's be honest. This is the best part of their history for nearly a hundred years, and it's just because of Kane and Son. Everything they did was built on the back of two players. Why get rid of one? If we're being honest, I mean they have a uh, they do have a very nice new stadium that's a higher capacity than ours. They've got um, a better history in the last seven. And I'm I'm being objective here, guys, not not like trashing or talking up Spurs. But, uh, you know, their last seven years in Europe has been like better than ours. Why? What what trophies they got? Well, they have, a, I mean, a Champions League final. They, they didn't win it, though, did they? No. Right. So I, I don't they they didn't do they didn't do anything like they've they've done absolutely nothing. No, they've done it is the best nothing, period. But... It is the best period they've had, right? Yeah, but they've won nothing in the same period. I... In the same period, bought... we've won two FA Cups. So I bought the DVD. They've won, <laughs> yeah. it... but I I don't know. I just think they've got two. They've had two players that have propelled them to this. I just don't see why you would sell one of them. It makes no sense to me. They've got to fill that stadium, it, yeah. and they're another fan base that turns quick. Right, you, you yeah, seen, they are. Yeah. You've seen them turn quick. Yeah, I, I think you you do this. You do this. Kane, obviously, you know whatever he wasn't going to be playing on Saturday. Richarlison misses two or three sitters, which, let's be fair, is not out of the realms of possibility. You listen to that stadium. They're they're. I think they're. I don't know. They're away at Brentford, aren't they? But you you listen. Their first home game. If they lose they the are. first game and then Richarlison misses a couple of sitters in that second game. I don't know. To me, I, I don't think this makes... I, I don't, just don't think 100 million. It sounds like a ton of money, and then you realise it's Paqueta. Hey, hey, Gaff, how many goals did Ricard Lisson score last year? I think zero. Oh, okay. Perfect. I think zero. So, yeah, so let's, um, let's, let's put him up front. But yeah, anyway. Exactly. Yeah, anyway. no, I'm pulling for the sale, personally. Yeah, uh, yeah. anyway, move on. Okay, all right. Yeah. Next, next topic. So, this isn't a Tottenham podcast. No, it's definitely, definitely <laughs> not. So, next topic. Juz, who is going down? Oh, okay. So, I actually looked into this quite a bit more than I should have. Uh, oh, the relegation place are fun. The relegation the relegation fight was, was fun last year until about six weeks ago when it kind of got settled. But it, the relegation fight is always fun. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I looked into this pretty heavily because there was a lot I didn't know about the new clubs. Um, 
here's what I have. I have. Um, unfortunately, I think I think Luton are are doomed. Um, I have Sheffield, and I have Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. You got anyone different, Paz? I'm I'm the same. I've got the two new. I think Burnley are going to be okay. I think the two newly promoted teams in Luton, Sheffield, are down. Uh, and I think Wolves are in for a really difficult period now. Yeah. They look like they're in real, real shit. Yeah. yeah I think just, they just lost, lost uh, Lupe de Gui. Am I saying that right? I don't know. I'm not Spanish, but. Um... I, thought, I thought that was like Ed de Hui's brother. <laughs> sounded like the Hui you just said. <laughs> yeah, they just lost uh, Lupe de Gui. Hui? Uh, anyway, go ahead. Go. I, I have no idea who you're talking about. I've got to be. I've got to be honest. I have no they, idea who you're talking about. They lost. They lost their manager, Gaff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I, I I trust you on that. I have no idea, but I trust you on that. Yeah, it Don't... was former Real Madrid manager. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. I still don't know Luke de Gui is though. Well, I know Luke de Jong. Was it Luke de Jong? Can I hear one of you guys say it? <laughs> No, because I don't know who it is. I, I, I don't, don't know. Exactly. No, I, know I don't know who he is. Just, just. I know. I know who you're talking about, but I've forgotten his name. <laughs> so, I, I don't think it's the Gooey, though. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, look, I'm, I've been working hard on learning Dutch. The whole pronunciation of G. I know you did it that's, perfectly. That's where the now Hoy's, you're telling me that's where Spanish. the Hoy's come from. <laughs> All right, whatever. You guys, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me why. <laughs> So, oh, I've got um, I've got I've got Luton and Sheffield United as well. Um, Wolves wouldn't surprise me. I think there's going to be a few teams down there this year struggling badly. I think Wolves are going to be one. I think Brentford are going to are going to struggle. Um, Bournemouth. I'm going to go with Fulham being that taking that last spot there. Um, like I said, I've never been a huge fan of Marco Silva. I've never seen what all the fuss was with him. He just seems to be awful everywhere he goes. Um. And I think it'd be interesting. Are they, are they the ones you think that are going to bring Sam Allardyce in after after they uh, after they <laughs> sack um, after after they sack Marco Silva to save him? I can see that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it, it's going to be something like that. But I can. Yeah, I think I think Fulham could be the ones. But you know, I think that bottom part of the table this year could be a lot weaker than in previous years. I can see some real spankings being handed out to those teams down the bottom there and. You know, Everton, I think Everton are going to be like, well, 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 let's do this then. So who's your surprise team of the season, either to fall right down the table or to go up? So who who you got, Jazz? I got Villa. I think Villa could actually shock and knock on the door of the top I six. love looking at Gav's face when you mention Villa. <laughs> no, I, th- I think... <laughs> I, see, I don't, but I don't hear Villa. It's Emery. I hear Emery. I don't. I don't hear Villa. I just hear Emery. I, I, I don't think you're wrong, though, Jazz. I'm. I'm not going to disagree with you. I yeah, don't think no, you're no. wrong. Well, who? I mean, is there any other surprise club? I mean, I think this. This is a weird season where there's like a a clearly defined. I don't know like top nine and then everybody yeah. else is going to struggle. It's hard yeah. to place. I found yeah. it really hard to place within those tiers, but yeah. I, I was thinking, and you're grading on a curve, obviously, but I think the surprise yeah. might actually be, um, might actually be Everton. 
because I think Everton, from being relegation counts the last few years, it wouldn't surprise me if Everton found themselves in mid-table. Um, with, with you know, I mean, I'm not talking about pulling up trees here, but finishing 11th or 12th. With you think so? Sorted have they out. done business, Gav? Yeah, they haven't done anything. No, they've done yeah, nothing. I... They've done nothing. Oh. I, I just think they've got... The, I think they had players there that shouldn't really have been down there in the first place last year. And I, I think that... I think with Dyche getting them organised and stuff, I can... And there's, you know, there's been a lot of turmoil there, right? At Everton, they've got they've got Mashiri there and they've had all them problems. But I just... I can see... I just think there's some teams this year that are really, really bad, right? I think, I think Luton, Sheffield United, Wolves, Bournemouth, Fulham are just really bad teams. I think they're all far worse than than Everton. Um and I think I think Brentford are gonna I think without Tony, I think Brentford are gonna really struggle. So That's I just I, yeah. I can just see Everton just pulling away from from that group, you know? Yeah. Paz who you got as a as a surprise. Well, that is a good shout, Villa. I know Emery, me and you kind of have an agreement on Emery, uh, but I, I do think they've made some actually pretty positive signings. Um yeah. I um I would just to be different. Uh, I'd probably I mentioned him earlier. I think Burnley might be quite an interesting one to watch. I think they play some good football. They seem to be in a good place with a you know with company as their manager. Um, I'll be interested to see them. So I think they might be the surprise. They could be maybe the Fulham Fulham were last season uh, in that they get into a top top ten finish. And hopefully Sambi will be there. That might push them to the championship be, places. Pass. Hey, easy, man. easy. He's still our player. An outside shirt for this, by the way. I wouldn't be surprised to see Brighton plummet. I I really wouldn't be surprised to see Brighton up in like 14th or something like that. Mims, in in, same, excuse me. Uh, In one of my friends' groups, um, uh, I'm in with a Tottenham and Liverpool supporter. Uh, They picked Brighton to be like fifth. And I was like, so I think they're going to cave on Kai Sado before the end of the window closes. Um, Chelsea's going to buy him for some obscene amount. And I, I, I just, I don't really see them recovering from all the stuff they lost. You know, Mac, Alistair and, and uh, Kai Sado and, you know, Trossard when we bought him in January. And I, I, I think Brighton's going to fall off. I don't think they're relegation threatened, but I think they're going to be a solid like uh, 11th to 15th you know, right in there. Yeah. Well, and with and the other thing that I, I didn't actually realize, so I started looking into it a little bit. They were actually worse under the Zerbi than they were with Potter. And it doesn't feel that way, but they were actually, I believe from Christmas onwards, they were actually on course for eighth and they, they finished what sixth in the end, I think. Um, so they were actually worse under the Zerbi than they were with Potter. It, it just doesn't feel that way because I think he's, his teams are quite interesting to watch, right? He, he kind of reminds me a, a little bit of uh, Bielsa where they, you know, they'll match up one-on-one, they draw you in and they do all that. But yeah, no, I think that as the... I think also Caicedo's most likely leaving. McAllister's just left. I don't think Kudos has ran into a problem there, actually, because I thought that was going to be a good sign for them. Apparently, they haven't agreed personal terms. I had Colwell, they, had, they had that Colwell last year, and he's gone back to Chelsea. He's gone back. Now. So yeah. I, you, you, got, you make a good point. I think they've, they've signed, uh, is it João Pedro from Watford? Yeah, it could, I, be, could be interesting. Football, football manager 18, legend, but he's never, yeah. uh, he, Ferguson, uh, he's never hit Ferguson, us. I think, is a great young striker. But they, they, their fans yeah. reckon they're going to start Welbeck over Ferguson. Uh, that's ridiculous. I, 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 listen, I like Danny Welbeck. For me, he's like, a, like you know, one of those players that 
like kind of like Emmanuel Aboué in some respects that you 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 I know what's for me. No, but it, what I mean is is that you know it, not a comical figure, but he's not someone that that springs out as the quality of Arsenal, but not dislikable. You look yeah. at him, you okay. think, yeah, you know, I want him to do well. He's nice. I don't think he's that great. And I, I I would have thought Ferguson would be ahead. By the way, just on a different topic, Lopetegui, that's who you meant. I don't know where you got the hooey from. But oh, who Wolves ex manager no, Lopetegui. He, he left Wolves. Were you talking about Wolves, Just? Say, say it again, Paz. You know the ex manager. We talk about Wolves, Just. Hulen Lopetegui. Is Lopetegui, right? You know the one that you were saying, the hooey? That I said, Lopetegui. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I still think he was talking about it. Brilliant. Okay, now, now it makes sense. Lopetegui, that's hey, it. Hey, all I'm trying to do is create the humor for this sub. because I, I love it. I love it. I love it. You, you brought my memories of You brought my memories of Ed DeHuey. That's what, that's what really... Somebody's <laughs> got to bring the humor, you know? <laughs> all right, Jess. Who you got for, uh, who you got for seventh, sixth, and fifth? Okay. Um... So for seventh, sixth, and fifth, I have seventh, Chelsea. Now, this one was one of the toughest ones for me, and I'll I'll, I'll just ramble on for 20 seconds here. Um, they've uh shed a lot of players and they've signed a lot of promising youngsters. Um, their squad is still huge and bloated no matter what. Uh, I don't know if Pochettino is going to deal with all these egos. He seemed to send all those out when he was at Tottenham. Um, I think Chelsea is going to be seventh pretty solidly. Um, I have Newcastle at sixth. I think just the balance of Champions League and Premier League, and they made some some smart signings but they still went in with a pretty decently small squad I think Tenali's a solid signing I don't want to get into the Alan St. Maxman debate with you (laughs) (laughs) um... (laughs) we can all agree they got a good fee for him from a completely unrelated source yeah yeah I mean I would love to get that that fee from Pep for Pepe but um and then I have uh, Tottenham fifth. Oh wow, Paz, who you got seven six five? It, it is tough because um, I totally forgot about Newcastle. Um, so I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say seventh. I'm gonna put Chelsea uh, there. Um, in fact, hold on, <laughs> uh, hold on. Seventh? No, no. Sorry, my bad. Seventh will be Spurs. Six will be Chelsea, and then I'm saying fifth, um, Newcastle. All right, so I have, and I'm going to flip two of these around after the Kane news because I had Spurs in six, and I'm going to have them in seventh. I'm going to have Aston Villa in sixth, and I'm going to have Newcastle in fifth. So give me the Chelsea. No, no Chelsea. I, 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 I think it's. I, I think they've taken too big a risk. I, I can see them really sliding down the table. Mm. Um, Just give me the top four, but not in order. Arsenal. Okay, hold on. Not in order. Sorry. Uh, Man well, in United. Any order. In any order, I don't care about the order. Man United, 
City, Arsenal, Liverpool. Pass, you got the same. Yeah. Yeah. I, got... I, I, I'm on the I'm on the fence about United though, but I I think I'm gonna have to put them in. What are we gonna do in the cups? Just give me the League Cup, the FA Cup, and the Champions League, and hopefully not the Europa League. So um trying to be as realistic as possible. Oh, don't worry about that. I haven't been. <laughs> I expect um quarters in the League Cup, semis in the FA Cup, and I I think we'll I know like I don't want fans to be upset with me, but I think we'll go out the round of 16 this first round of Champions League. Pass. So Champions League, I've been very optimistic with this one. Uh, Champions League semi-final. Uh, that's a big Damn. one. Uh, You're as optimistic as me, buddy. Oh, oh, here we oh. go. Um, <laughs> League Cup. Uh, I mean, um, I'd probably... I actually think we'll get to the semi-final in that one, actually, with Raya in goal now. Um, and FA Cup, I actually think we'll win it. I think we'll win the FA that's... Cup. Um, and then is that it? Just the cups or, yep. or the league as well? Oh, no, cups. That okay. comes after. So, League Cup couldn't give them. Don't care what we do in that. It's for the kids. The mm. FA Cup, I can see that being fifth round, maybe quarter final, get Man City away and go out. Champions League, I've got us winning. First time back at Wembley, Mikel Arteta wins there every game. I've got us winning the Champions League. And that is why I've got Odegaard in the Ballon d'Or spots because I think for him to get there, that's what we've got to do. Hey, Gav, I got to be honest. That's why I love you, mate. Yeah. Well, I've, <laughs> yeah. Al- I've already got my hotel reserved back yeah. in England. No, so I just that bald head right I now. Will, I, I will admit. Take, take the cap off. <laughs> I, will have, <laughs> I will admit that it's on Expedia with free cancellation, but I do have my room booked. So, yeah, I've got us, I've got us winning. Nice. So, the big reveal, Jazz, where are we going to finish in the league? I have us, guys, I'm not even joking. I have us as fucking champions. I do. And I'll tell you why. We've addressed all the issues we needed to. <clears throat> Sock a backup, but <clears throat> <laughs> um, we have. We've gotten deeper. I think a lot of the competition has fallen off. City lost stalwarts in Gundogan and Marez and I think we can just man guys I, I, I really do I think I think we can do it if we're a little more consistent and I think guys more guys like um Timber who can be like plug and play when we're missing guys like Zinchenko or and then having Rice to fill in for 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 party when he's you know obviously injured uh, guys i think we're gonna like just fucking we're gonna win the league nice pass what have you got i'm, I'm with justin i think we will uh i might have been over optimistic with the fa cup as well now thinking about it but um double i, think... I like it i love it double. <laughs> double yeah the, yeah. the double yeah, yeah i think we're, we're definitely going all out for the league i think this year i think we're um we're um we're kind of an injured tiger kind of thing where we, we we're licking our wounds and we're ready now for this new season. Now we've, we've got a much bigger squad, a squad that we need to obviously trim down, but more depth and quality than we've ever had. 
We've got incredibly talented players. We've got them a year more experience of being together. And I think that adversity is going to do them good. Because remember, we um, this is how the progression has happened, right? Over the last few years, we um, we finished fifth. Okay, there was a lot of disappointment. You could see they were pissed, but they came back much better in the next and got second, got fourth, came second, got top four, came second, challenged for that title. I think this is the season where we really go tooth and nail. I think we can win it. So I've got to finish in third. And wow. There is a caveat to this. There is a caveat to this. I do not think we can win the Champions League and win the league. So I have us winning the Champions League, and I think that's going to mean sacrifice in the league. But if we go out in the quarters or the round of 16 of the Champions League, I think we've got a real shot of winning the title. And mm. this is what I said to you earlier, Juz, about Saliba. I would have gone to Saliba. I think if we do win the title, I think Saliba is player of the year, and I think he's player of the year in the Premier League. Because I think the way we win the title is we concede 15 less goals than last year. I think that's how we win it. I think you can win it. What did we score? 88 goals last year. We can win it scoring 88 goals. We can't win it conceding 46. So I think we we have to concede 15 or 16 less goals to win a title. So I have a third. I have us behind Man City and Liverpool. Um, but I will caveat that. And I will say if we go out early in the Champions League, I think it's on for the for the title. Gav, let me ask you this. Um, I know we're, we're low on time. Um, why Liverpool? They have a total um, well, this rejuke. I so I'm basing this on a few things. First off, when I did this, I thought they were getting Caicedo because the rumor had come out that they'd just put the bid in for Caicedo, and I think that's important. I do think they need another midfielder, and I don't think it can be Lavia. I think it has to be someone like Caicedo to be able to get there because they've rejigged that midfield, but I think. They've got the forwards that are going to score goals. I think Salah is going to score. I think Darwin will have a better year this time around. I just think they're a better team than they showed last year. I think they're better than their results their results were. So I think they're going to be the closest. I I still think we're I still think we're clear of we're clear of Man United even if we get even if we get less points. Um, but I I I see Liverpool as the the big and I don't think in that scenario I don't think anyone challenging Man City. If it's not us, I don't think anyone's going to get anywhere near Man City. But doesn't uh, I mean? It's, sorry, pause. I don't mean to cut you out, mate. Um, City City's got to be looking weaker right now than they were. I mean, I think uh, Gundogan and uh, um, you know, uh, you know what though? They've they've still got Erling Haaland, and to me, that's the to yeah. me, that's the difference. I mean, if 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 Erling Haaland if Erling Haaland's hamstring goes pop, then the conversation's a completely different one. But I think you can lose you can lose Mares and you can lose Gundawan and you they've brought in they're they're bringing in Paqueta and they brought in Kovacic and whatever else and it will it will change the playing style a little bit. I think as long as they've got Haaland, I, I just you know, it took them it took them six months to get used to playing last year. And the way they hunted us down at the end, I ain't never seen anything like it. That is the best team I've ever seen in a Premier League. Right, that's that's yeah. better than our Invincibles. There's no doubt about it. They are a better yeah. team than our Invincibles. It, they are the best team I've seen, and I just don't think taking them two players out is going to kill them when you've got others in. Now, don't get me wrong, Gundogan was brilliant last season and he was key, but I, I just think they'll I think they'll still roll with that. But like I said, if we go out early, and I've been incredibly optimistic on the Champions League, and I'll be honest, that's the one I want. Um, but if 
you know, if we go out the Champions League early, then I do think we've got a shot at the title. So, Plus, so we might be running out of time, guys. But, yeah, um, we are. Yeah, I, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll league and I'll take semi final Champions League, but would not I'll take, be I'll take any the of them. I'll take I would not be averse to us winning the Champions League at yeah, all. Exactly. I'll take any one of them. So, all right. Thanks very much, lads. And um, we will see you guys all later on. And let's hope for a good win on Saturday. And uh, we'll be back and get get uh, get all the reaction to that game next week. So see you later, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.